Studios. It's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Well, what happened was that second game, we got our ass kicked, or the second half. We just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball and went down and got points, we got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Horse I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. Coaching, we're all, all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in that second half. It sucked. It stunk. Okay. Who was that? Because <laughs> let me tell you, we can wrap up the show now. They, uh, whoever that was, just eloquently put all of my thoughts into about a 45 second that was the text line reincarnated also known as uh, jim mora right there a guy that we heard from a lot last year first time this year we're hearing from old jim mora but yeah you're right man that was pretty much dead on that's everyone's thoughts in a in a nutshell at this point uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't even, where, where shall we begin, Tyler? Um, where shall we begin? You know, I've been thinking about this all day, how we would lead off the show today. And let's, before we... Can we make fun of USC giving up 49? Yeah, I wish they would have given up two more points on Dang. a two-point conversion, but sure. No, I, um, let's start big picture here before we talk about any particular coach or any particular player, play call or whatever. And just going back and watching that game, I, I mean, I was disappointed in the moment when I saw it, but I, I guess just big picture, how disappointed I am that that team came out that flat and uninspired to start a game. And we got a call on the postgame show that said, well, you know, it's a tough loss, it's a tough setback, hopefully this is the wake-up call that this team needed. And I'm like, dude... I Last week should have been the wake-up call against UCF, if you really needed a wake-up call at all, right? For this team, after that UCF performance where you barely got by, to come out that uninspired, tackle that poorly, play that poorly that early on, I mean, it's just, um, it was disappointing to see that lack of effort early in the game. Yeah. And thank God Tawie Walker got in and gave that team a spark, or who knows what would have happened. But that was yeah. really the first time the team showed any signs of life is when Tawie Walker got in the game and started running up and down the field. Well, you know, what's, what's so interesting is um, just watching pregame and, and how the team was, was just like you can kind of get the feeling of it, right? And I did not have a very good feeling against UCF just watching the team. But watching the warm-ups against Kansas, I felt really good. Tons of energy. Guys, it, it looked it looked really good. Um, but the pick six, you know, early is just like, dang. Yep. You know, that's um, that's not, <laughs> not how we want to start the, the game off offensively. And I don't know how much that impacted us. But – so we go in and obviously have the lightning delay, which, by the way, is absurd. All right. The fact that we're canceling a game or not canceling, but delaying a game for an hour 
I don't know. I think that's ridiculous, but doesn't matter. We came out of that break energized and on fire. Yep. And, you know, we, we took the lead, and it felt like, hey, whatever happened there during that, that quick little intermission, or long intermission, I guess, we found something, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to come out, we're going to be on fire, we're going to play some good football. And, you know, and we did at times, but just way too many unforced errors, way too many mistakes, way too many... Way too many horrible uh, officiating calls. Way too many, you know, just it felt like questionable was, play calls. It felt like not, that was the worst version yeah. of this of this team that we've seen this year. You know, and that's kind of one of my big disappointing takeaways as well. Is it feels like this team, whether it's true or it's not, it feels like this team has regressed ever since that Texas win. And I was hoping to see a team that used that win as a springboard, got better throughout the bye week, and it's just been back-to-back just not good performances, man. That's worrisome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to put your finger on it, uh, what what could be going wrong. There's, There's no way this should be a tired football team. We've had a bye week. Um, you know, they've made, they've gone through – all kinds of strides to keep this this team fresh as that you know felt like that was a problem last year we're deeper more rotating more guys through i maybe we're tired but if we are there's you just cannot use that as an excuse everyone else in college football is in the same position we are i would say that we're in a much better position um now there's some things that you just can't deny not to make excuses, because I'm not. But we're banged up, and we got a bunch of guys out at some critical spots, and we missed them in this football game. Yep. You know, and I don't know how bad some of them are, but we're going to need all hands on deck to beat Oklahoma State because we got two programs right now that are trending in directly – opposite directions we got one team that's uh found something and has someone that's about to be on the heisman watch list and we got another team that's withering for some reason yeah by the way um some not so great news i don't know what's going on or when the problem's going to be fixed but if you're texting in right now we appreciate that but the text line is down Mm. I, i i don't like towards the tail end of last hour it happened um, it's not letting me see any text at all, so we're going to improvise, and here's what we're going to do. Because we want people to have a voice. Uh, at KREF Sports, if you've got Twitter, just tweet us with your uh, <laughs> with your comments, questions there. At KREF Sports, you can uh, tweet Teddy or I as well, at Tyler underscore McComas. Yours is what, at Ted Lehman 11. Uh, reach us that way until the text line is uh, resolved here. Hey, and for the record... I'm not scared to listen to what the fans have to say. Matter of fact, I was looking forward to it. So this isn't me dodging anything, okay? <laughs> As it would appear, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, text line's down after the first loss of the year. Very that, does, convenient. That, that does sound very convenient, doesn't it? Kind of like uh, being out of, yeah, well, I, I won't even make fun of Mule Shoe just yet. We can wait later on. Yeah, we've got to holster the uh, 
the USC comments, I think, at least for the time being. But we'll let you know when the text line's back. At KREF Sports on Twitter, at Tyler underscore McComas, at Ted Lehman 11. We'll get to your responses throughout the show. But um, as you can imagine, as I was doing the postgame show, as I've already done a hour of radio, Jeff Lebby is um, catching a lot of the arrows today, man. And in no way was he the only problem on Saturday, but fans are uh, sick and tired of seeing jet sweeps yeah. in this offense. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, it's... And I think, too, it's sick of the jet sweeps and tired of seeing it run with Gavin Freeman. I think it's also tired of the jet sweeps in the spots to which they run them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Third and three, critical spot, when it feels like you can just run ahead, you know, straight ahead and get a first mm-hmm. down. Just um, not a great play call, not an effective one this year, and just comes at bad moments of the game as well. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's a good play. I think it's an effective play. Um, we One of the strengths of our offense is how good our wide receivers block. So – I think that that is a weapon that we should take advantage of. But it feels like a crutch at times. Well, we're kind of in between, not necessarily sure what to call. Let's run the jet sweep. It's yep. kind of what it feels like at times. Um, so I, I, I totally understand it. Um, I, I have no idea why... We have stopped pushing the ball down the field. I don't I, know. I don't get it either. Parker and I were talking about the same thing, man. And I look, they miss Andrew Anthony. There's no doubt. But they've got Nick Anderson. You, you've got other wide receivers who can go down the field and make plays. No doubt. Just, just the presence of it, though, right? Yep. You know, can, can just open up so many other things for you offensively. They, and Teddy, they, they were really good at throwing the deep ball earlier this year. It's yeah. just disappeared. Yeah. Well, I, and I don't. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even. I, I can't even imagine what what the what the reasoning behind it is. We it, it's not a it's not a coverage thing. It's not a look thing. We we got plenty of looks where we could push it down the field. I just I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about it. Well, uh, so let's let's take that and go here because this has been another popular question from the fan base today. What's the identity of this OU offense at this point? What are they? What do they try to do? What do they do well? Like what, what's what's the overall identity? Because I'm I'm struggling to find an answer at this point. Yeah, I I don't know what our identity is. We, I mean, we find it every now and then. I feel like whenever Tawie's in there, uh, you know, I feel like we we start to get a little downhill running game, start to chew up some chunks. Um, but it doesn't feel like we we build much off of some of the stuff that he's doing. Uh, I'm at a loss, and I really am. I don't know. I don't know what's what's going on with the play calling. I it's just the craziest thing about it is it's so uncharacteristic of how we've typically called plays. I mean, we we want to be aggressive. I mean, we've got a we got a six foot four, two hundred twenty pound wide receiver out there that catches a touchdown every time you throw it to him. It feels yeah. like, and we're not we're not letting him just go out and beat guys one on one. I I don't I don't know. 
you I know, wish I had. I wish I had something to say as to okay. Here's why it went down the way it went down, but I don't even know. Well, and and here's what's again. I feel like I say this to you every single Monday. If we're being critical about the offense, even after all of that, man, all of that, they still had the ball on what the plus side of the field, and all they had to do was get a first down to essentially end the game. Right after mm-hmm. all the crap, after everything, all the bad that you've seen, and they go three and out. They make Kansas use all their timeouts, but they can't just get that first down to to end it. And that's been like going back to the UCF game in the first quarter. Going back to the Texas game, up 10 at midfield, this offense has opportunities to end the game, to put it away with just a score or on Saturday, just a simple first down to put it away. Mm -hmm. But it feels like, and and yes, they had the last-second drive to win at Texas. That's awesome. I don't want to overlook that. But there have been so many times this year where go get a score, go get a first down, this game is over. And after all the bad, you had that opportunity, you had that chance – and once again, the offense couldn't get it done in that spot. They couldn't put the game away. Yep. And not that the defense shouldn't – we shouldn't be critical about the defense today. We should. Same for special teams. But the fact remains you had the ball on the plus side of the field ahead with the chance to just run the, run the clock out, and you didn't do it. That's and that's, right. that, that sucks. That's right. That's right. Um, man, I, I don't know. You, you run it on first down. Timeout, Kansas. Well played. Um, got one yard. Run it on second down. Timeout, Kansas. Well played. Okay. Now it's you didn't get any any yards or I don't know. It's still it's third and twelve, and Kansas has one timeout. And here's the thing. The in my opinion, at this point, it's third and twelve. The clock no longer matters. You're at the KU 35. You can't kick a field goal, right? You're you're not really in in punt position because of where you are on the field. You can get aggressive with a play call. You absolutely can. And I know what they were thinking. On third and twelve, they tried to hit him with a quick hitter, and maybe get it to fourth and and under five to where they can go for it but they only get five yards it's now fourth and seven and they line up i don't know if they're going to run a play or not but they line up on fourth and seven and we jump off sides so now it's fourth and 12 and we're going to punt it the timeout no longer matters for kansas when it's third and 12 219 left the clock has stopped the only thing that matters at this point is the first down. Correct, yes. Agreed. That is it. That is it. So I, I don't I don't understand the the play call. I you you've got to be able to to push it downfield and try and get the first down. Um and it's hindsight I know, but you don't I mean, you tried to get a first down, but you know what I mean. Like you yeah. could have been more aggressive there. And what was your reward for not being more aggressive and playing it safe? After the touchback, what were what was the amount of yards that you really gained there? 10, 15, maybe? I, I mean, not, not very many. Well, it was fourth and seven at the 35 before we had the penalty to put us back to the 40, which, you know, maybe we're trying to get him to jump and then we're going to take a delay of game to give our punter a little more room. Yeah, you, you kick it. 
actually, it was a good kick. It landed right around maybe just inside the five-yard line, but, you know, we've got we've got a huge mistake on special teams in the moment to where we could have pinned Kansas inside the 10-yard the line, and we make a mistake there. So, Situational just, mistake there. You yeah. got to know the situations better. And I, I heard you talk about that, but um, you got to go find the football in that spot. Not worry yeah. so much about the returner. That's that's your main objective at that point. Yeah. They're yeah. not getting a return out of that one. Um, the only thing that's going to happen is he's going to fair catch it somewhere around the 10-yard line. Go find the football. Don't let it roll in the end zone. They failed to do so. So that's, I mean, it's uh, Jeff Levy. I, I'm sure we're getting a... Uh, I, I know we've got a lot of text so far today. I'll, I'll check our Twitter page to see how much is going on there, but it was it was all three phases where it was bad, man. I know. I know it. Doesn't make well, me feel any better about things, but it was it was kind of everyone, all sides. It was all three phases, but you know we also had all three phases did some really good things at times. Um, you know they did offensively did some really good things at times. Defensively, did some really good things at times. You know, just it doesn't matter uh, at the end of the day if you come out with the with the L, which we did. So, congrats to Kansas. They won the last one. Some say that's the one that matters. I don't know. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out Newcastle Casino today. I-44 exit 107 in Newcastle. Come see us. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. Welcome to the best casino in OKC. Play with your wild card all November. For a chance to win $100,000 in cash and prizes. With almost 3,000 of your favorite games. We've been telling them several weeks in a row we're not going to be defined by any one win or any loss. we got a lot still out in front of us. This one uh, hurts. It stings. Uh, we got punished for... Again, a lack of details and discipline and just uh, me having our guys ready to play at a high level. And uh, But we got uh, Oklahoma State and uh, certainly the rest of our schedule. Got, a, again, a, an opportunity to still uh, achieve uh, most of our goals. And uh, so now it's about how we respond. There's Brent Venables after the loss on Saturday. We do have some good news to share. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line's back up, so let's go. 405-651-3439. We will get to that right now. Jimmy in Tulsa says, Teddy and Tyler, it's as simple as this. Before Texas, no one was talking about OU. After Texas, everyone is talking how good you are. They can't handle it. Impossible to argue with that. Um, I mean, that's, uh, hey, I don't know, I don't know how, why we would be in a position to where, you know, just having come off of the year that we had a year ago, that we would feel like 
we we've arrived and we can come off the gas and I, yeah, UCF you know, should have been the wake up call. Kansas yeah. shouldn't have been the wake up call. Six and seven should have been the wake up call. I yeah. totally. Okay, all of that said, is it horribly frustrating to lose to Kansas? <laughs> can, I mean, can confirm, I, yes, it is. And I can come up with a million reasons as to why that is horribly frustrating. It, I don't care that it's the best Kansas team in a really long time. doesn't matter to me. still incredibly frustrating. Um, does the game that we're about to play this week all of a sudden look incredibly daunting? Yes, it does. It does. But I still think we got a good football team. I still like the players on this on this team. I think there's still everything that, you know, they had hoped that they would be playing for this year. I think every single bit of that is still there for the taking. They just plain and simple have to play better, and I think they're capable of playing better. I've seen them do it a bunch. So they got to be capable of playing better than Saturday. I'll definitely yeah, agree with that. There's no that, doubt has, about that. That has to be the case. That has to be the case. You're right. But I, for one, am not abandoning ship right now. Just yet. You're still on board. Just, just <laughs> yet. I may be putting my life preserver on, but I'm not abandoning ship yet. You are uh, Rose in the Titanic, and you're still holding Jack's hand for now. We'll reevaluate yeah. after Saturday till you never let go. Still here for now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tweet uh, out some tool lyrics today? Is, is yeah, that what that course. was? I, I thought There's so. There's some tool lyrics for everything, yeah, for every I, situation. For every situation. Yeah, it kind of feels like uh, here's the season on Saturday. You know? What, the what, season. What do you got? What, what, like the rest of the year, your momentum, um, scoreboard in this series between the two? Yeah. I, but hey, it's a big old football game. I care a lot less about winning the Big 12 and about the college football playoff and all of that stuff than I care about listening to the Oklahoma State fan base for eternity mm. about winning the last bedlam. Yeah, I'm just I'm not ready. To, golly, that mentally trying to get to that scenario sucks. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. Great point by Patrick. There was room for Jack on that debris. That blank let him die. So that's what we got going on. Horrible. Nine one eight. Nine one eight. Why did the defense look so confused with the Kansas offensive shouts even before Stutzman was injured? Kansas shit. I'm guessing that shifts. Maybe. Yeah. I. I don't know. I shouts, don't know. But maybe. I got to disagree. I thought the defense handled all of the formations and shifts and motions that Kansas threw at them pretty well. Now, we didn't tackle great. We didn't play responsibility football great, but I I didn't see a whole lot of running around trying to get lined up as the ball was snapped. I thought they did a pretty good job on that. I mean, considering that the quarterback of your defense got all banged up and is out for God knows how long. Tackling was shockingly bad, especially early on. Well, um, they got some good players, man. Those uh, two backs, I know, Neil and Highshaw are really good. But you know, they made us look bad in some moments for sure. Yeah, I just, I've just seen this OU team tackle well, um, pretty much the entire season. That was just, I mean, Canick essentially 
gets pulled for Kobe McKenzie, was it right around the goal line after he misses a tackle? I mean, that's, yeah. that's how that's how bad it got. He had several. He had several, and I think that, you know, after you miss the first one, the confidence starts to go downhill, and you you second guess it, and it just kind of gets worse as you go. I, I jotted down some memorable uh, missed tackles that we had, and there was a lot of them. Some of them were for big tackles for loss that ended up, you know, going for big plays, and, you know, we it was just – I don't know. It was frustrating. KW the 918 after Ethan's pick. I bet BV told Levy to run the ball, so he chose three plays he knew wouldn't work as an okay, I will run the ball. Feels like there is dissension top to bottom, coaching staff offensively. BV should have told him we're missing three starters on defense. Do whatever you have to do to get a first down. Yeah. I don't know. And I, you know, and that's another thing with the with the play calling there down the stretch. I don't know. I don't know, you know, what's coming through the headsets. Like, what does the what does the head guy want to do right here? Because I imagine that he's very involved with that situation, and you know, I I don't know. Nine one eight. I mean, here's the here's the thing. I the timing was horrible. Barnes hasn't hardly played this year, and has hasn't for whatever reason, health, whatever it might be, hasn't looked like his former self yet, and. You know, we're stuck in the position where, you know, we're handing him the football at the end of the game because Tawi rolled an ankle, like whatever that was. He was out man, on the was, sideline. That was killer, so, man. That, that, that hurt, was killer. That hurt bad. I, like, I, again, I, I think Tawi, when he was healthy, was your best player on Saturday, and I'm not sure it was all that close. Yeah. Because he was and, – and that's the thing that, that sucks too, man, is you force three takeaways, you run for 269 yards, and you still lose the game. Tyler – Tell me that on Friday, I'm like, oh, this is a double-digit win if they force three turnovers and run for 270, essentially. We had um, the defense forced two interceptions on back-to-back possessions. Well, number one, they've, they forced a missed field goal, then an interception um, What in deep in KU's territory. We score a touchdown off of that in four plays. And then we get another interception from Ethan Downs, chance to ice the game, and we go after, three and out. After Key Lawrence drops a pick, what, two plays before that? Yeah, two plays before that. Yeah. So in the fourth quarter, we went muff a kickoff return, right, that KU falls on. And after that, we go four plays and out. We we get a touchdown off of the interception that's like on the fifteen yard line, and then we go three and out to end the game. Well, not to end the game, three and out, and then KU goes down and scores, and then we've got our final drive. Which you know, by the way, the game ends with us throwing the ball into the end zone from the twenty three yard line. Because we went for two point conversions yep. twice, don't go for and didn't two. Get them. Don't, I, man. I it was late in the third when they go for their first two point conversion. You're trying to go up three versus two. I'm just always at the mindset: um, don't go for two unless you absolutely have to. And I, I just didn't think they had to in that spot. Now, don't go for two unless you've got a killer play that you know you feel like you're 
you have a huge chance of getting in. I don't even remember the first one. What was the first? It was after the Salt Chuck. I think it was the Salt Chuck touchdown after. I, I don't remember exactly what the play was either. But It was, uh, it was a run that was stuffed. 5 8 run for three yards. 5 8 Oh, no, it doesn't say what Love it was. the show. Keep up the good work. Thanks for helping my therapy, Bill. We'll, we'll do our <laughs> best. I, I, I'm going to need therapy after doing the show this week tell you that much. Justin Newcastle going back to the last play of the game. The defense puts eight DBs in the end zone. Why not throw a short pass and let your best wide receiver, uh, wide receiver blockers and offensive line get in front of the guy catching the ball and power it in the end zone? Seems more of a high percentage play for a success than a Hail Mary. No, you can't do it. You just can't do it. Can you imagine if the clock has run out and we have to get into the end zone to score a touchdown? And we check it down to the 15-yard line. Just run a jet sweep. And get (laughs) obliterated by the eight guys that are in between that player and the goal line. You want to talk about really coming for someone's head, it would be right there. I I hear what you're saying, and it makes sense to some degree as you you just kind of look at it, but you just flat out can't do it. One more, Greg from Lawton. Teddy, I agree with not a lot of not being lined up properly and ready to go. Only problem was the one time it really stuck out was when KU completed the pass down to the red zone with two minutes left in the game. That was on the fourth down. I think Brent said after the fourth game. Fourth and six? No, called, we were lined up and ready to go. Said Brent. I think Brent said he should have called the timeout in yeah. that spot. He said that, and maybe uh, maybe that's he's right on that, but... I don't know. It's fourth and six, and maybe you. I mean, you got to remember, he had thrown two interceptions in a row. Right? Two interceptions in a row. We had picked him off, and I don't know how confident he is at the time. You're probably feeling pretty good about that fourth and six right there, just letting it roll. So, I don't know. They were lined up. We brought five. They blocked it up. Man to man, we get beat. You know, plain and simple. No, no pressure on the quarterback. All right, quick timeout. Keep the text coming. Six five one three four three nine. Hanging out Newcastle Casino today. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. At Bobmore Nissan, we make sure you get the right vehicle at the right value based on what's right for you. Experience exceptional at Bobmore Nissan. I-35 in Tecumseh, or online at bobmornissan.com. Everyone, Great reaction Monday, but we're here. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I want more deep balls from the offense. Sounds like you want more deep balls from the offense as well. Does this team need to incorporate Brennan Thompson into the game plan more? Where are we just at overall at, uh, at the wide receiver spot with no Andrell Anthony, which it feels like is affecting this, uh, this passing game at this point? Well, would I like to see more Brennan Thompson? Sure. But oh, we don't have to have Brennan Thompson in the game to throw the ball deep. I agree. Again, we got a, a six foot four, 220-pound wide receiver that runs a 4-4. Um, he's got plenty of speed to throw the deep ball. Farouk has, has been a deep ball guy. I can't explain it, man. I, I, I don't know. I wish I had. I wish I had something. Like, is as much 
like jet sweep and bubbles and stuff that we throw right at the line of scrimmage. We don't we haven't run any like pump and go stuff like off of that. Like you there's a certain point whenever you throw everything at the line of scrimmage that defenses are going to come up, get really tight and choke you out. And the only way to back them off is to use that aggressiveness against them. Pump and goes like where you're blocking for the the bubble and you release. I mean, we saw that with Drake Stoops a bunch last year. I can't remember the last time we've run it. Now, maybe there's some out there that I just haven't haven't noticed and we didn't connect on them or throw them. But we're not backing people off at all. It it feels exactly like it felt last year down the stretch whenever teams just started coming right up to the line of scrimmage and daring us to to throw deep and last year we didn't have the wideouts to to win those one-on-ones i don't believe that's the case anymore no i don't think so either and this goes back to what's the offensive identity question it's it, it seems like either they're going to throw a lot of deep balls in a game or like one to two if any right I go back to the SMU game. The Arkansas State game, they're bombs away. They're hitting on plays down the field left and right. I know that's a bad team, but they threw a ton of deep balls first game. Second game, second game, not so much against SMU. Third game against Tulsa, yeah, they're throwing the deep balls. Um, and it really doesn't feel like they've thrown a ton of deep balls and tested anybody deep since the Iowa State game, who Iowa State's got a good defense, and you hit on those down the field. So it's yep. very feast or famine with that, and with the success that you've had with it, I'm with you. I just don't get why you don't throw it more down the field because you had opportunities. You had second and threes. You, you had you had opportunities where you could throw the ball deep, and it wouldn't hurt you all that much if it's, if it's an incomplete pass. I get the yep. weather was a factor, but you can still throw it vertically. Yeah, and I know that, I know that Dylan Gabriel threw a pick six right out of the gate, you know, and I'm sure that affects you as a play caller a little bit, but I mean, you're not. This isn't a first year starter freshman that's out there, and you're you're panicked about that as the game. This guy's in the Heisman race, or was? He's not anymore. Uh, I I don't know. Bro- it's so uncharacteristic. Like I don't know what to say about it. Broken Arrow Fat Boy is asking for an injury update. Broken Arrow Fat Boy, I'm asking for an injury update as well. Who do you want an injury update on? Um, probably Stutzman and Gentry Williams the most. I don't even know. what. Is there an injury with Gentry Williams? Well, he got hurt in that Texas game, and then he played in the UCF game. He didn't get game. hurt. He was, like, puking. Or whatever. I mean, he, he ended up going the sidelines there, like Key Lawrence had to play corner, right? Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what the exact injury is with with Gentry. I don't either. I I don't I don't know what his injury is either. I don't know if there is one. I don't remember him getting hurt, and maybe someone knows. And I just <laughs> I forget things all the time. Um, Tawi, it looked like maybe it was an ankle or a foot. He was over on the sideline and was frustrated, but he wasn't in so much discomfort that it looked like it was going to be something that's going to be multiple weeks. Stutzman was uh, he was in a lot of pain. He tried to go. It was unstable. He couldn't move. So he came out. 
I talked to him after the game. He was he was walking on it. He he wasn't in a boot. I mean, I'm optimistic that he plays, but Tallwe and Stutzman play. Just I, I have no information other than what I saw in Lawrence, Kansas, and going off of what I saw from those guys right after their injuries and and after the game. I I'm optimistic that they play, but I don't know. MRI or whatever can can tell you something bad. Uh, okay, so. so here's a Waterboy reference. Red Bow U, who is yeah. Jeff Lebby in this scenario. Sure. Red has stolen Coach Klein's, who is Art Bryles, notebook. It might be time to give the notebook back and run a more conventional offense. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I get frustrated with a lot of things. And admittedly, I am probably – Two air quotes old school in a lot of ways, but I find a lot of the new college football offensive stuff to be totally gimmick and there's no real nuts and bolts to it. But that's that's just my it's a taste thing for me. Now plenty of teams have a lot of offensive success running the, the style and the scheme that Oklahoma runs right now. But all the teams that do it throw the ball deep a ton. And that's also been what Levy has done previously. I don't know. Maybe they've just gone to crap in practice connecting on deep balls and they just don't feel confident. I, I don't know. Well, when I evaluate this offense right now, again, I thought Tawi was the best player on the field for him. So 23 carries, and I, I wish he would have gotten more before he got hurt. But well, when as soon I look, as he was really hitting his rhythm is whenever he got hurt. But I, I, I really think Nick Anderson is one of the best players on your offense. I think that that's kind of yeah. obvious at this point. And whether you want to throw downfield or short or whatever you want to do, I think it's pretty simple, man. Get the ball in your playmaker's hands, your best player's hands. And he had one reception for 18 yards. That's right. Throw it deep. Throw. I, I, don't, I don't care. Throw it to number four because he's been one of your most electric playmakers this year. You can't come out of a game where he only gets one reception and how many targets did he have. I don't remember exactly how many targets he had, but it wasn't enough. That's kind of the main point there. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. You know, um, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I I I wish I had something for you. I don't. I just I flat out I don't I don't have anything. Well, for they you. they I better don't. have it on Saturday. The effort's got to be better. The play calling has to be better. I mean, everything's got to be better. But let's let's make sure you go up there on Saturday and. Put your put your best playmakers in a situation to make plays. I, I think that's a good place to start with this offense. That starts yeah. with Nick Anderson, please. Yep. 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 Hmm. I don't know, brother. I um. Now I know you're that... just in jeopardy of losing all your momentum that you had built up, and you built up a ton. I mean, it, no everyone. Kidding. I mean, you were just in such a good spot on a roll, like you. A loss this Saturday would be, um, man, to be crippling is what it would be. Yeah. And then some. Yeah, it would. It would definitely be crippling. Well, uh, 
I don't know. I I'm curious to see uh, what we find out injury wise, and I'm curious to see what we do game plan wise against Oklahoma State's defense. Who, you know, they found something. I mean, in Oklahoma State will is a great example of what happens when all of a sudden the team starts to believe that they've got something going because they're playing better everywhere. Their offensive line, who was absolutely abysmal for a big portion of this season, all of a sudden is playing really good, right? And they're moving people because they got a great running back that they believe in, they believe in the game plan, and they're playing good. Like, we've got to find that again. All right, quick timeout. More from the road. ...that suit your needs. Member FDIC. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Cavins Group, bringing you this hour of the rush on a reaction Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavins a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. That's Cavins Group, 405-573-3048. 405-573-3048. Mike Gundy had his press conference today. Yes, he did say something that sparked a reaction from Brian Bosworth on our Twitter page. So I will roll that audio clip coming in at oh, the top nice. of the 4 o'clock hour. Yeah. Uh-huh. Already, uh, already starting this week, and here we are, man. Um, essentially going into the month of November, and the Big 12 race is it's wild. It's all over the place. And there are now multiple teams that could seemingly make it to Arlington for the Big 12 championship. We've got five teams tied atop the, uh, the standings at 4-1 and one on the season. Yeah. Amazing. Now. I'm did I think did Gundy and Boss cross over for at least one or two years? Well, yeah, and you're gonna you'll you'll hear about that in the audio clip okay. at four o'clock. Yeah, perfect. They did perfect. more than uh, they they did more than they crossed saliva is what it sounds like <laughs> while they were playing against each other <laughs> per Mike Gundy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, I'm uh, I'm anxious to to hear that, and I. This one, say what you want about the series and the overall record. I don't care about that a bit. This is going to be an absolute dogfight, and you are going into a hornet's nest. That place is going – they've smelled blood in the water right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, This (laughs) is the perfect game to win. To get right. Oh, this, this is this, it. This, well, it, again, it comes it kind of feels like it's your season, man. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna do anything the rest of the way, and, and maybe you can still lose this game, win out, make the conference championship game. I don't know who really cares to get back on track where we feel like this program needs to be heading in the offseason. You, you got to go win this game, man. It's, it's really that simple. Yep, you got to go win this game. Totally agree. I'm just already hmm. uh, paranoid about it. Why would you be paranoid about it? Uh, there's no reason to be paranoid. I mean, we've we've missed field goals lately. We muffed a, uh, a kickoff. 
We weren't paying attention to the situation on punt. We turned the ball over several times. But other than that, (laughs) other than that. We're in great form going into the the Bedlam matchup. All right, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.